Let's say our confession this morning together before we're seated. Here we go. I am here on purpose because I have a purpose. My heart is open. My mind is ready to receive because God is not finished with me yet. My best days are right in front of me and I have victory in my life because Jesus lives in me. Amen? Amen. You may be seated this morning. Praise the Lord. It's a high honor to share God's word. Amen? Amen. Thank God for our amazing pastors, Pastors Bill and Pam. Can we give them a hand this morning? Amen. And uh, I woke up this morning and uh, just felt really good about the word this morning that I feel like God has put in my heart. And um, I felt better than I did than when I went to bed. And I had this thought. Pastor Pam is praying for me. Amen. And I thought, well, she's in Mexico ministering. She's got so much going on. How could she possibly? I knew she'd be thinking about the service and praying for us and so forth. But I got here and I said, I knew it. I knew you were praying for us. Amen. She had something come up and she couldn't go to Mexico, right? And, and so, uh, so she was here. And uh, amen. Hallelujah. Thank God for our pastors. Amen. It's no accident that every time we get together, that his anointing is here, amen, and there's a refreshing and a joy and burdens are lifted and uh, God ministers to us, to us and it's because of our pastor's faithfulness, the price that they've paid to carry that anointing that you and I can enjoy every time we get together, amen, amen. hallelujah, I didn't grow up in a church like this, amen, the anointing wasn't there, good people but the anointing wasn't there to destroy heavy yokes and burdens. And uh, I just thank God for the anointing in this place. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> if you're here this morning and uh, you need peace in your life, or maybe you're here this morning and you know someone who needs peace this morning, there's peace for you. There's peace for me. And it is found through faith in Jesus Christ. Amen. Everybody say there's peace for me. You know, one word, one word, one timely word from the Holy Spirit for you and I, it could be the difference maker. One word for you from God could be the difference maker. It could propel you five years forward of where you and I, where you might have been, where I might have been, trying to accomplish things in our own efforts. Amen? One timely word from the heart of God could propel us years forward. Give us solutions to problems, answers to questions, things that people need, things that others need. Amen? One timely word from the Holy Spirit. Everyone's running so fast today. Have you noticed it? It seems like we have more leisure time. Everyone really has more time available to them, but everyone seems like they're running so fast. And uh, the Lord spoke to me a few years ago, not in an audible voice, but in my heart, and I wrote it in my journal, and uh, he said, slow down and get my word for you, my son, because you can accomplish more at the leading of the Holy Spirit in five minutes than you could potentially accomplish in a lifetime in your own strength, because the Holy Spirit can show you and I something in five minutes that someone could search for their entire life and never find, amen? Everybody say, get God's word. 
within the heart of God, there's a treasure of wisdom and clarity. Wisdom for every situation. Clarity for every circumstance we find ourselves in. Wisdom and answers. Amen? They come from the heart of God. And they're available to you and they're available to me if we'll just take time to get his word. Amen? <clears throat> We're not going to find it in entertainment. We're not going to find it in food. We're not going to find it in sexual intimacy. We're not going to find it um, in all of these different things that the world says will give us peace. We're not going to find it there. Amen? It's only going to be found in his presence getting into his presence, and hearing what he has to say. Amen? All those things are intended to be blessings. They're all from God for us. Amen? But they won't bring the peace that people are looking for. Amen? Jesus said in the book of John 16, verse 33, he said, These things I have spoken to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you're going to have tribulation, but be of good cheer. Everybody say, be of good cheer. He said, I have overcome the world. I think it's cool because in that, in that scripture, he said, these things I have spoken to you. So if you back up to the beginning of that chap chapter and you look at the things that he had just said, because he said, these things I've spoken to you that in me you'll have peace. What things was he talking about? Well, in John 16, 7, one of the most amazing things in my opinion that Jesus said in John 16, 7, he said, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It's to your advantage that I go away. It's to your advantage that I go away. You know, Colossians chapter 1, verses 15 through 17. Colossians 1, 15 through 17 says... Jesus is the image of the, inverse, of the invisible God. He's the firstborn over all creation. For by Jesus, all things were created that are in heaven, that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created through Jesus and for Jesus. He is before all things, and in him all things consist. How could it possibly be to our advantage that he would go away? the men he was talking to, his disciples at that time, how could it possibly be to their advantage that he would leave? Remember, he said, these things I've spoken to you that in me you may have peace. And these are one of the things that he just said, it's to your advantage that I go away. Because if I don't go away, the helper is not going to come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. Amen? What an amazing statement. Amen. And then verse 12, of that same chapter, John 16, 12. Pastor Bill uh, talked about it last week. He said, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. He said, I have many things to say to you. The one through whom all things were made and the one in whom all things consist. The one whom all things were made for. He said, I have many things I want to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. He'll show you things other people haven't seen. Amen? 
He'll make all the confusion clear. Amen? He'll remove all the confusion and bring clarity. He said, he'll guide you into all truth, for the Holy Spirit will not speak on his own authority, but whatever the Holy Spirit hears, he will speak, and the Holy Spirit will tell you things to come. The Holy Spirit will glorify me, for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. All th- and now listen, he shows all three parts of the Godhead in this one verse. It's so amazing. He says, all things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I, Jesus, said that the Holy Spirit will take of mine and declare it to you. Everybody say, I hear the voice of the Father through the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. Amen. He still has many things he wants to say to you and he wants to say to me. We've we must get God's word. Everybody say, tune in. Amen. God will speak to us through the Holy Spirit. He'll direct us onto a path that is illuminated with, with the light of his word through the leading of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God's word for us through the Holy Spirit will bring peace and it will bring clarity in our lives. It'll bring us direction. God's word for us is the most important thing that we need. His word is the most important thing. His written word and his revelation word. Jesus said, I still have much revelation. Many things I want to speak to you. The heart of God has all the answers. Amen? He said, I have many things I want to speak to you. I want to show you. I want to bring clarity in your life. I want to eliminate confusion and and show you how to manage that relationship. I want to bring a breakthrough for you at work. I want to bring a breakthrough for you in your home and in your family, with your mom, with your children, with your father, with all these different situations. I want to help you with these things. And I have a word for you that will show you how to handle those things. And bring breakthrough. Everybody say breakthrough. Jesus said in Matthew 4, 4, he said, man shall not live on bread alone. Man shall not live or exist or survive or thrive on natural food alone. But he said, man will live on what? Every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Amen. We used to uh, do this exercise with, with the young people. And I said, imagine you were dropped uh, from the sky. Okay, whatever. Imagine you found yourself on a uh, deserted island <laughs> with nothing. Okay. And so we'd go around. And I'd say, what item would you bring? You can bring anything. You can, you know, and, and, and so kids would say a knife, right? Fire starter, uh, uh, the Harbolt kids would say toilet paper, you know, I, I don't know, no, I'm just kidding. Um, a, another kid would say, my mom, you know, whatever. You can bring anything. What would you take with you? I honestly believe the most important thing, the thing we would need on a deserted island where we're alone and there's no one else to help us, the one thing we need is this. Because with this, we can get direction and clarity and inspiration and peace and everything we need to find and create everything else we need. Amen? Amen. 
We need his word. We need his word. Amen. We need his written word and we need revelation word every day. It's no accident that God told the children of Israel, only take enough manna, supernatural food, only take enough for that one day because we need revelation word every day. Amen? We need his word. We need his word for all the different situations and circumstances that we're confronted with on a daily basis. God's word is spiritual food. Amen? His word is nourishment for our spirits. Amen? His word is nourishment for our spirits. It builds up the inside of us. Isn't this a wonderful time of year? <laughs> Mid-February, baby. <laughs> In Indiana. This young lady's going back to Tampa. Thanks a lot. No, I'm just kidding. So mid, if you're white, you'll understand, right? Mid-February, we get all pasty white by about this time. We got no sunshine, no tan. David, you wouldn't know about that, my friend, right? He's got an amazing tan. So pasty white, isn't it awesome that, you know what? <clears throat> We're the same on the inside. Our, we're, so he's got a tan earth suit he's carrying around. I got a pasty white earth suit I'm carrying around. Who cares? The devil wants to illuminate all of our differences and make people hate each other because of how different we are. How about we appreciate how amazing and creative our creative heavenly father is. Amen? Hallelujah. That's a whole different word. Hello. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Paul said in Romans, Tina said, okay. Oh, sorry. <laughs> okay. Paul said in Romans 8, 6, he said to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and it's peace. Amen? If we find ourselves drifting over into worry, if we find ourselves uh, feeling fear trying to come on us, Fear trying to steal our joy. Fear trying to steal our peace. Fear trying to get us into worry. What do we need? We need a word from the Lord. Amen? We need a current word. Because the current word for your life and my life will show us exactly what to do for every situation. Amen? And it'll bring clarity and direction for us. Pastor Bill had a powerful word last Sunday on not worrying. And the word of the Lord this morning is everything going to be all right. Amen? <laughs> but in order to do it right, you got to say it like you're from West Texas. So we're going to rehearse this together. Let's go one word at a time and tell the person next to you, everything, everything. gone. Israel, you have to participate. Everything, gone, be, all right. Now we're going to put it all together. Everything going to be all right. Give it a thumbs up. Everything going to be all right. Amen? Author John Mason said this. He said, worry is interest paid in advance on debt you'll never incur. Amen? He said, worry is interest paid in advance on debt you'll never incur. Uh, the prophet Isaiah, about 600 
uh, years before Jesus came. In the book of Isaiah chapter 40, verse 29, he said, God gives power to the weak and to those who have no might. God increases their strength. Even young men shall faint and be weary, or even the youths shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They'll run and not be weary. They'll walk and not faint. In Isaiah 41.10, God said, Do not. God said through Isaiah, Fear not, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed. I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And then in Isaiah 41.13, He said, I, the Lord your God, will hold your right hand, saying to you, Fear not, I will help you. Amen? Tell the person next to you, he will help you. Fast forward 600 years. And in Matthew chapter 6, verse 25, Pastor Bill read this last week. Matthew 6, 25. Jesus said, therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life. Don't worry about what you're going to eat, what you will drink. Don't worry about your body. Don't worry about what you're going to put on. Is life is, is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they don't sow, they don't reap, they don't gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. I don't think Jesus w- was not saying those things are not important, to be diligent about what we need to do, right? He wasn't saying that. He was saying, don't worry about it. I'm going to take care of it. Amen. Are you not of more value than they are? Which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to his stature? Why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They don't toil or spin, but I say to you that not even Solomon in all of his glory, um, that even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now, if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into heaven, will he not much more clothe you? O you of little faith, therefore don't worry, saying, What shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we wear? For after all these things, the Gentiles seek. People that don't know God, people that have no covenant with Him, no promise, that don't believe in Him. These are the things that they're seeking after. He said, Your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. Seek first the kingdom of God. Seek His righteousness. And all these things shall be added to you. Amen? God spoke through Isaiah not to fear, and six or seven hundred years later, Jesus said, don't fear, don't worry, be encouraged this morning. If God spoke it through Isaiah and Jesus said not to do it, it's possible not to worry. Amen? We can be encouraged this morning. We can be encouraged that we don't ever have to worry. You know, the root of worry is fear. And uh, if you looked at a worry tree, its roots down deep would be fear. And then the fruit of that worry tree would be anxiety. And uh, fear, worry, anxiety, God never intended for you and I to live a life full of fear, worry, and anxiety. Amen? This, um, I have a story for you. This year I was honored to be uh, asked to be a mentor for this program called the Faith Leadership Academy. And so at Faith Christian School, what they do, they handpick 12 high school kids, and, and then uh, kids apply, 
and, the, and, then they, well, the, and then they pick 12 of them to be a part of this leadership academy, and, and then the kids get together. Um, so it's a regular class at school, and then we get together once a month, and then there's business mentors from the community, and each of us have a small group, and so in every month, we bring in speakers from around the community. A couple of months ago, we brought in the president of uh, Purdue Federal, and uh, they've built an awesome culture at Purdue Federal. They do a great job, and so he, he's been president for quite a while. They're respected for having a great culture, and so he talked about different things that they do, uh, what they've done over the years to create this wonderful culture at Purdue Federal. Uh, last month, we brought in um, Brian Brom. I say we like I had anything to do with it. La they brought in um, Brian Brom, the uh, assistant coach um, at, uh, for Purdue football, Jeff Brom's brother. And then they also brought in uh, Sean Pugh, uh, who's on the football staff. He's the director of player development, and, uh, and he is absolutely, positively anointed to preach. And uh, he's a powerful man. And, and, and so they talked about what they did when they came in to Purdue football and how they turned it around so quickly and, and, and what, they did, um, what they did with the program. And they talked about the different, uh, different leadership principles and that thing, or that type of thing. And uh, it was awesome to hear them. And, and so what the Faith Leadership Academy does, every year they pick a different service project, a community service project. And then the kids think about, the, they start in August and they start, uh, first they just, they brainstorm and they come up, they come up with a service, uh, a service project for the community and then they, they put it together. And so, so this year they came up with a banquet to honor veterans and um, which I thought was pretty cool. And, and so then starting in August, they, we, we split up in teams and, and assigned different tasks or responsibilities to these teams for the students. And so I was given three students and our team, uh, our task is to uh, find the food for the event. And, and so turns out there's gonna be about 150 people at this event, okay? So another group is in charge of the fund. Now this is a testimony, y'all ready for this? This is, this is amazing. So another group was in charge of raising the money, right, for the event to pay for things like the food that my group is responsible for getting, right? Y'all see where this is going? So um, another group was in, in charge of uh, entertainment and then uh, for the evening or kind of planning the night and, and that type of thing. And then the, the, third, the fourth group was in charge of a book. And uh, book's pretty amazing. They had uh, uh, students at the school from kindergarten through senior write letters to veterans thanking them for their service. So can you imagine a book that's put together that's got, you know, the First pages are in crayon with pictures, thanking them all the way to, you know, then you've got letters from seniors in high school thanking them for their service. So super cool book. I'm looking forward to seeing it, right? And so I encouraged our, okay, so as we're progressing, the, the kids that are raising the money, they weren't having much luck raising the money to buy the food and the, that my group was responsible for locating. So I encouraged the kids in my group, those three students, I said, well, start reaching out to local restaurants and, and see if, if, you can, um, if they'd have a heart to donate for the event. And they reached out to dozens of local restaurants. They found one restaurant that was interested, and O'Charlie's um, uh, seemed to have a heart for it. And so they, they emailed me, Mr. Peter, would you have time to come meet with us? And uh, with the, the general manager of the local restaurant, uh, Oh, Charlie's is willing to meet with us. So November 30th, Friday afternoon, 1.30. I remember the time because it's very important. 
that I remembered the time. <clears throat> so we met with the general manager, and uh, she's a Christian lady, has a heart for God, loved the idea, and, uh, and so she commits on the spot. Oh, Charlie's loves veterans. We support veterans. We love what you're doing. What an awesome project the students are doing. How cool is that? Oh, Charlie's will provide all the food for the event free of charge. Amen. Chicken, potatoes. Um, yeah, I'm in charge. Um, what else? Oh, here it is. Chicken, pasta, potatoes, and salad. Pretty cool, right? So that was November 30th. The event is this Tuesday, February 19th, 6 o'clock in the evening. So we arranged with the, the local manager. She's been there for a long time, great lady, that, that the kids would be there at 5 p.m. on Tuesday, February 19th, to pick up the food. Done deal. So I told the kids, I said, it's very important. You know, she's a busy lady. You need to communicate with her on a regular basis, okay? Establish some open communication. Get some emails back and forth, all right? Get it in writing, right? I said, get her on the phone. Make, remind her what we're doing here, okay? Yes, sir, we got it. Okay, good. So last Monday, I get an email, okay? Remember, it was November 30th, and the food is locked down, is taken care of. And now we got 150 people coming Tuesday, and I'm responsible for the food. <clears throat> Monday, we get an email from a foreign exchange student. I'll leave out my Asian accent this morning, right? The way he wrote the email. That would not be appropriate. But anyway, he sent an email. He said, pie only. <laughs> oh, Charlie's changed mind. They, manager gone, regional manager, change mind, pie only. <laughs> I said, pie only? What's he talking about? Hey, uh, what's his name? I can't remember his name. He's a great kid. Jameson, Jameson, Jameson. Can you please clarify? What do you mean? They changed their mind. They don't want to do the food. They'll only do pie. Well, okay. So, immediate response. So I'm going to pray about this. So I prayed about it, and I felt like the Lord told me, everything going to be all right. Amen. Amen. <laughs> so, I, I reached out to several people in uh, executive management at O'Charlie's and and I tried to find the right person, and I found the regional manager responsible for Illinois and Indiana and Tennessee and Kentucky. And uh, so I called him, sent him some emails, and he said, I appreciate your situation. Sounds like a, a great event, but that's too much money. This is, the, this is something that the local manager should have gone higher and gotten approval for, which made sense to me, right? I said, I appreciate what you're saying. Unfortunately, we have 150 people coming, and we're doing this for veterans, we're honoring them, and so I would just ask you guys to, to you know, really consider this, okay? Five minutes later, I got an email. Dear Mr. Peter, after further consideration, 
Executive management has decided to honor our ex-manager's commitment and supply the food for your event. We will be supplying chicken tenders, pasta, mashed potatoes, and salad for the event on February 19th. The food will be ready to be picked up from Lafayette O'Charlie's on February 19th at 5 p.m. There you go. Amen. Say everything. Gonna be all right. <laughs> I believe our first response to a situation that could potentially cause fear and worry, our first response is very important. Amen? That's why first responders are special people. They're trained to have the correct response. Amen? <clears throat> this morning I have uh, five keys to eliminate fear and worry from our lives. Amen? Five keys to living worry-free. Number one, get God's word for the situation. What does God say about this specific situation? Amen. He has a treasure of wisdom and clarity in his heart, and that's what we need when we're confronted with a difficult situation. We need his word. Amen. Get his word and refuse to speak anything other than his word over the situation. Because our word in agreement with his word will bring his perfect will to pass. Amen? Our word in agreement with his word will bring his will to pass in every situation. Amen? Get his word. Number two, live by faith. Everybody say, live by faith. Faith in God, faith in God's word, faith in God's promises. Living by faith gives you and I an eternal perspective. It takes our eyes off of temporary situations, and it allows us to see above temporary situations and get his perspective. Amen? So live by faith. Walk by faith. Get an eternal perspective. When we get an eternal perspective, we begin to realize that all these temporary things are not that big a deal. Amen? The great evangelist Billy Sunday once said this. He said, fear knocked at my door and faith answered and there was no one at the door. Amen? That's the proper response to fear. Fear constantly tries to take the place of faith because fear and faith have a lot in common. They both believe that what you cannot see will happen. Faith ends where worry begins and worry ends where faith begins. Feed your faith. And starve your fears. Amen? 11, or, uh, Hebrews 11, th 3 says, By faith you and I understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen are not made of the things which are visible. And 2 Corinthians 4.13 says, Since we have the same spirit of faith according to what is written, I believed and therefore I spoke. We also believe and therefore we speak. Amen? Speak what? We only speak that which we're believing for. Amen. You go ahead and speak whatever you want, but whatever comes out your mouth, that's what you're getting. <laughs> and even though God has promised everything going to be all right, if you keep speaking garbage over your life, you are going to get garbage. Absolutely, positively, no doubt about it. Amen. We are God's mouthpiece of faith in the earth. He, he is the head and we are the body. And we speak forth His will. Everything that comes out of our mouth has creative power. Get His word and speak His word. Amen? 
Speak life. Speak life. Speak health. Speak wholeness. Speak joy. Speak peace. Speak peace. Hey, tomorrow, Monday morning is coming. <laughs> Amen. Monday morning's coming. And we're not all going to be together. Amen. So when I roll out of bed tomorrow morning and my two feet hit the floor and you roll out of bed out in the morning, you and I have got to speak faith. First thing. First thing, because you may not feel in your flesh like you feel right now. Amen? Right now, God's word is going forth. Our spirits are being built up. Our minds are being renewed. Burdens are being lifted. Yokes are being destroyed. God's word, his truth, brings refreshing. Amen? It brings clarity. It brings vision. It brings wholeness in our mind. It brings a refreshing. But Monday morning, tomorrow is coming. Amen? Tomorrow morning is coming. And so tomorrow morning, you and I are going to have to make a decision right now that when we roll out of bed in the morning, despite the adversity that may come our way tomorrow, first thing tomorrow, we've got to frame our day with God's word. First thing, regardless of how we feel, don't let depression come on you first thing in the morning. Don't let oppression come on you in the morning. Amen. Amen. If you've got sin in your life trying to weigh you down, thank God for the blood of Jesus that will destroy the power of sin in your life. Thank him for his blood. Receive a renewing tomorrow morning and let him refresh you tomorrow morning and speak words of faith. Say things like this. Thank you, Father. I have your joy. Your joy is my strength today, Father. Father, I thank you. I refuse to be anxious about anything today. I thank you, Lord, your peace that passes my understanding. It guards my heart and my mind in Christ Jesus. Speak it first thing. First thing in the morning, let those words of faith come out of your mouth. We may not feel anything in the first 30 seconds, 60 seconds. It's not about feelings, amen? It's about faith. But if we'll speak it first thing, if we'll speak it first thing, maybe you found like I have. When I speak it first thing, I'm telling you, an hour later, two hours later, I begin to see those things that I spoke come to pass, especially well-being and peace and joy. Amen? Depression may try to come on you on Monday morning. Don't let it. Amen? Fight for joy. Fight for peace. And we fight for it by speaking words of faith. First thing in the morning. Amen? First John chapter 5, verses 4 and 5 says, Whatever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Who is he who overcomes? He who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. Amen? First key to staying out of worry is get God's word and speak God's word. Second key is live by faith. The third key is Walk in love. Amen? Walk in love. Worry is rooted in fear, and fear is rooted in self-preservation. That's how perfect love casts out fear, because perfect love gets us out of self-preservation. Amen? Self-preservation says, what about me? What about Mike? Oh, you can talk about me. You better not talk about my kids. No, that's all about you anyway, right? Right? I hear people say that. So do you. Go ahead and talk about me, but don't talk about my kids. No, what about, but that's self-preservation. What about me? What about my life? What about my kids? What about my family? What about my future? What about my family? What about my rights? What about my situation? It's all self-preservation. 
the most unhappy people are tied up in self-preservation. They're all worried about themselves. That's how perfect love casts fear out of our life. When we see ourselves as just a vessel through whom God wants to touch other people, we're not all tied up in ourselves. Amen? Hallelujah. <clears throat> Maybe you've noticed like I have, it seems like the most worried, afraid, and unhappy people are those who are always thinking about themselves. There's no fear in love. 1 John 4.18 There is no fear in love because perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment. He who fears has not been made perfect in love. Fear has no place in us when we are secure in the Father's great and unending love for us. Fear has no place in us when we get so full of God's love for others that it gets us out of self. And His perfect love in us enables us to see people the way that God's God sees people, and it takes our focus off of ourself, and it puts our focus onto a greater call, a greater mission in life. What can God do through me to touch others? Amen? Hallelujah. We don't have time to worry. There's people to encourage. Amen? The fourth key, take control of the input into your mind. Take control of the input into your mind. Y'all know I love a clean car, right? <clears throat> Little place that I like to call heaven on earth, crew car wash. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Clean body, clean clothes, and a clean car. All is good. I'm just kidding. Kind of. <clears throat> With, listen, with the increase of information that's available to all of us, we need to be very deliberate about what we're allowing into our eyes and into our ears. Amen? If we want to live free of worry and free of fear, we've got to refuse to allow negative, ungodly, impure, rotten media into our minds because it will have a devastating effect on our well-being. Amen. Huge problem. People are allowing a stream of ungodly, negative, impure words, pictures, videos, ideas into their minds, and their minds are becoming all clogged up with dirt and garbage. Amen. So, beautiful cars everywhere on the road this time of year but you can't see them because they're covered up with dirt, right? But they're under there. <laughs> they're under there and underneath the car where all the mechanical workings are, go through mud and get dirt and salt and over time causes corrosion. And so not only does the car not look good, it doesn't function like it's been created to function. We have a beautiful mind. Tell the person next to you, you have a beautiful mind. We've been given the mind of Christ, but if we fill the mind with dirt and salt, and garbage gets corroded from the inside and manifests on the outside, but, it's, but that beautiful car is hidden underneath that dirt and just one pass-through crew, crew car wash. The underbody wash is one of my favorite things. You put your feet on the floorboard and you can feel it. I'm just like, ah, that's fabulous, right? 
I get in her van. She's like, what's wrong with you? Your vehicle is horrendous. We've got to get this thing washed. We went to Chicago on Thursday morning. No, Friday. We went to India on Friday. Uh, the kids were off this week, uh, February break at school. So we went to Top Golf in Indy. So we're getting the van. We're heading down. And I'm like, man, this vehicle is horrendous. She's like, what's wrong with you? Why are you in such a bad mood? So I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's your vehicle. So we go through, we go through crew car wash. Felt good. Always good. That's not even a joke. It's horrendous. I'm sorry. The living word of God will literally wash our minds. If you and I will put a filter over our eyes, a filter over our ears, and allow God's word to wash our minds, it's so much easier to walk in the peace, to be free of worry, free of fear. Amen? Amen. So the fifth key, the fifth key is rest in the Lord and sing a song of praise. Amen? Hey, fathers in the house, if you'll just let these words come out of your mouth, It'll put your home at ease. Everything's going to be all right, kids. Everything is going to be all right. Amen? Amen? Moms also. Single moms also. But a word for the fathers. Let your family hear. Everything is going to be all right. Amen? Hallelujah. Rest in the Lord and sing a song of praise. The book of Hebrews chapter 13, 15 says, Therefore, by Jesus, let us continually offer a sacrifice of praise. That is, the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Amen? In every situation, everything going to be all right. Let's all stand up this morning. Hallelujah. I'd like to pray for each other this morning. Let's pray for one another. If you're here and uh, want to pray for... Um, you, first of all, if you're here and you've gotten, let's all bow our heads for just a moment this morning. If you're here and you say, pastors, my life is not right. Maybe you've gotten off. Uh, maybe you were once walking with the Lord, walking close with him, but you recognize you've gotten off the good path that he has for your life. Maybe you're here this morning and you've never yielded your life to God's plan for your life. You've never made Jesus the Lord of your life and opened your heart to him and put your faith in him if you're here this morning I want to pray for you all across the room this morning if you're here you say that's me would you pray for me could you lift your hand up in the air I want to pray for you this morning say that's me amen yes, sir. We're going to pray for each of you right where you're at, okay? Is that okay? Could you slip your hands up real high? Believers, if you could look around. We have five people with their hands lifted up right here, heading back to Florida on the right path. Sandy, if you could pray for the woman in the third row right there. <laughs> She's dancing. Amen. Let's pray together, okay? Say, Father God, thank you so much for sending Jesus. I have sinned. I've made plenty of mistakes. This morning, my Father, I thank you that the blood of Jesus 
covers all of my sin. My faith is in Jesus this morning. I make Jesus Lord of my life. I thank you, Father. You have a great plan for my life. Darkness is no longer a part of my life. Jesus is Lord over every area of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Let's pray for one another now this morning too. If you're here this morning and you need a breakthrough, wisdom, clarity, direction in your family, finances, health, relationships, work in your mind, God can do a supernatural work for you this morning. He can give you clarity, give you the wisdom that you need, the direction that you need to put you in a place to provide the breakthrough that you need. So let's all pray for one another this morning. If you're here and you say, would you pray for me? I need a breakthrough in my life. Would you agree with me this morning? Jesus said if two of us would agree on anything in his name, he would do it. All across the room this morning, if that's you here this morning, you say, would you pray for me? I need a breakthrough. One word from the Holy Spirit can give you and I a solution that could have otherwise taken years to get. Amen. Father, we thank you so much. We thank you. We thank you for everything that you've done for us. We thank you, Father, for each person that's here this morning. And we just thank you for peace and joy and life abundantly for every single person. In the name of Jesus. If you agree, say amen. Amen, amen. Give the Lord a hand this morning. Amen. Let's go out with a powerful confession together this morning. Okay, here we go. I am loved. I receive God's love. And I'm full of faith. I walk in love. God's perfect love. Casting out all fear. Fear has no place in me. Everything going to be all right. My future's bright. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you all. Have a wonderful week. Amen.